0: Hello, this is Julie Brown. Welcome to Happy Hamstrings. This is my podcast to document my yoga journey. And this morning I went to another teacher's class that works with me at the college. She's teaching two classes a week in the morning at 6 a.m. and it's sunrise yoga. I went up there and humbled. I was very encouraged. She did an ashtanga And Ashtanga is a flow of yoga, a very specific type of yoga. So it gave me a good opportunity to actually do an Ashtanga class because I don't really get a lot of opportunities. Uh, Currently, I'm teaching six, six classes a week, so it's hard to make opportunities to take any other class. Additionally, this coming up weekend will be my yoga training in Atlanta again. And I downloaded the Mind Body app, which I haven't tried to use for quite some time. And when I logged in, I discovered that linked to my email, Dancing Dogs Yoga, where I'm training, has sent me a pass for some free classes. And there just happened to be a class right before my training. So I signed up for the 430. And I'm looking forward to it. It's a teacher that I had never heard of. So it will be another new teacher. If you practice yoga, I encourage you to... Avoid sticking with only one teacher, even if you love your teacher and you think there could be no better teacher. Always try to broaden your horizons. Like me trying the Ashtanga this morning, now I know more about what it is, even though you watch videos or you read about it. It's different when you unroll the mat, you actually put your body into the practice. And it's great to try different teachers because even if you have 10 favorite teachers, the 11th teacher may just... Even if that's not your favorite, the 11th teacher you try, they may just give you something extra to add to your practice, which you had never thought of adding to your practice before. And it may help you to connect with your body more. In fact, everybody that comes to my class, I always encourage them to try as many different teachers as you can because it helps you and you don't want to put a lot of pressure on that one teacher. Like, you're my only teacher, it's not fair to the teacher. It's really good to just be connected as a community. So that's the one thing I've learned from Dancing Dogs is they're just a large community. They have several studios. So they have sometimes the teachers come in from the other studios. Anyway, I'll go over to Atlanta on Friday night. And then I'll come back on Sunday. I will record another podcast sometime either this weekend during the training, not during the actual training, But either this weekend, during, or after, or both. Actually, it would probably be great to document it during, like on a break, and afterwards as well. I want to document as much as I can about this. And believe it or not, one of the things I'm having a hard time with is being still every day. And I think it's mostly because I work very physical jobs, and maybe I like to keep myself busy, Unless painting and drawing also counts as meditation, I am having a little bit of difficulty with that being still thing, which is part of um, my yoga homework is to take five minutes a day at least and just be in stillness. I, I really want to get into my practice more. I feel like even though I practice and teach, there are some poses that I need to get And I always tell my students, don't worry about what you can't do. So I'm trying to live that. But I so badly want my body to do poses that I cannot yet do. And I never expect that I can or cannot because I don't want to put a label on, I can't do this pose. For example, last night, I talked someone through eight angle pose. He had done it. He didn't know what it was called. And I am not strong enough yet. I say that now, but who knows, maybe tonight I could do it. That's the way yoga works, by the way. I'm not going to sit here on the podcast and say, I can't, because then I've stuck a label on that pose. It's just most of the time, if I try to lift off into eight angle pose, I find myself um, having to address weaknesses, (laughs) and also, I'm, I'm dedicating some time to my new clients. I have two wonderful new clients, and... So a lot of my time is spent either teaching, writing out charts for clients, focusing on my art, because next weekend is um, not only Valentine's Day, but it's an art expo, which I am going to be a registered vendor for. It's called Artgasm. And I had mentioned on some other podcasts, maybe, that I had a couple of different interviews. One was artistically related. And both of those interviews were pretty much. Uh, I got declined. Like, even though the interview seemed really positive on both of those fields, it really led me to nothing, which led me into finding easy moments to meditate. It's easier for me to meditate when I'm super stressed out. So there were a couple of days, like yesterday, uh, and the day before. I just I find these easy moments where I just want to sit down and I meditate. And the best thing to do is to find a video of someone you really love to hear talking. And I'm going to do more meditation broadcast on this channel. If you like to meditate, make sure you follow me because I am going to do a lot more meditation uh, guided podcast. The thing is finding quiet time, a quiet place, not only for yourself, but for me to find it for myself and the podcast. I will do it. Uh, as much as I possibly can. So I'm rambling. I'm getting off track. Um, there's just so much to this yoga training and I did expect it would be a lot of work. It certainly is a lot of work. I feel like we get into the room and we get on our mat and we like sweat out our souls. We literally just sweat our souls out and leave part of ourselves on the mat. Um, I think I'm the only one in the training who doesn't reside in Georgia, and I I just really love being around the trainees. It really helps me to be in the studio because, like I said, it's a great community. When I try to get my classes to come together, sometimes it works. It almost seems like, and this isn't every class, by the way, I teach at several locations, Sometimes it seems like everybody wants to be so far away from each other. And so bringing people together and saying, hey, can you guys scooch closer? Like, there's reasons for that. And you would have to attend the class to see what I'm talking about. But like in the balance poses at the dancing dogs, they may have us put our hands on each other's, like, lovely sweaty shoulders. And, you know, kind of help each other out in the balance And some people may be comfortable with that and some people may not be. It's just a matter of, I guess, personal taste. And I don't know. It's just, it's really just, there's different studios. There's different types of floors. Some studios that I teach at have mirrors and some do not. It's best to practice where there's not a mirror. Because when you're standing on one foot, you don't want to start to gaze in the mirror It's going to make you be thrown off balance. The other thing I want to talk about is um, every day I catch myself having some kind of expectation. uh, Not just of myself, mostly of myself, but of anything. So today I'm going to resolve to stop thinking that I know anything. (laughs) I want to be uh, my teacher. My master has recommended that I become more fluid to learn. So I want to be just as fluid as water and able to absorb. I'm eager to learn. Um, She's started this new reading for us to do, like a blog online. I think it's called 40 Days Unleashed. So in addition to reading all these, I think it's 10 or 11 books (laughs) for the training, now we have this daily blog to read. It's quite challenging for me because of my time limitations, but I'm doing it. I'm going to do it, and the journaling is also hard for me, and I don't think it's just time. It's just some of the subject matter. It's, you know, sometimes it's a little touchy subject when you start touching with your emotions, but from this moment forward, no more expectations. I'm just going to try to be absorbent, and I... Hopefully, we'll find new paths because, I mean, I have a path laid out in front of me. But however, I just, I'm always one of those people that's always thinking that there's another path. There's a better way. There's another thing. There's something I'm doing wrong. There's one more thing that I can do right. For example, today, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to go and renew my business license because I was supposed to do that like four weeks ago, I think. And when I got to where I thought I was supposed to be expecting to be on time the city hall was completely gone like leveled to the ground it's a big construction fence and I tried to navigate I didn't have time I tried to navigate to where it was supposed to be and I'm just like I'll do this on my way to Atlanta Um, I've got the whole day off before I go to Atlanta so I'm gonna do this Friday (laughs) So I shouldn't have had the expectation that I would get that one thing done, just like I should never have any other expectation. If I'm fluid, as my teacher says I should be, then I just learn I'm not going to be so hardcore as far as my thought process. Some people have told me that I'm way too literal, so I need to just lighten up, um... Like I said, it humbled me this morning to just wake up without my alarm and then go to class. But I made a goofy mistake and I forgot to turn off my wake-up alarm. And then <laughs> then I disrupted the class because my phone was going... <laughs> that was an awful mistake. So tips. If you're going to go to yoga and you wake up before your alarm, <laughs> don't forget to turn off your alarm because then you'll be a, a embarrassed or disruptive Um, the other thing is is when you're teaching at a place with a lot of young people, it seems like they want to have a lot of chit chat and chatter. It's not such a problem with the adults, but when you've got like teenagers or college age, it seems like they want to have a conversation in the middle of class or they want to be texting. And so these are like awkward subjects for me because I don't really want to be like that teacher. I don't want to be like the authority but it's just necessary, isn't it? Because of I want to respect everyone else in there. And I don't think it's too much to ask for the teacher to say, hey, respect your neighbor. Don't be on your phone. Respect your neighbor and don't have a conversation with somebody. But we shouldn't even, I mean, I was raised so strictly. I'm like, we shouldn't even have to say that. I mean, but that was the way I was raised. That doesn't mean that's how everyone was raised. Because we live in a community here where I'm living. I don't know where you're listening from. You can't just become a certified teacher within this neighborhood. Every certified yoga teacher, they go through a great deal of trouble. And travel and study and work. And I respect that of any teacher. I don't care who the teacher is. So, I mean, it's a very expensive process. But no one's in this just for the money alone sure it helps but there's no possible way that you could be doing this just for the money there has to be a deep-seated passion for the yoga a deep deep love for the healing art of the process not only for yourself but it's like you spread out a whole ripple effect of healing vibes healing waves because once you take care of yourself You start to set the example. It's kind of like that broken window theory or the graffiti theory that once something gets fixed or something gets broken, has that ripple effect in the community. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but they'll say like if one window is broken, then eventually the whole neighborhood will have broken windows if no one fixes it. Or if there's one wall of graffiti and no one fixes it, then the whole neighborhood will be graffitied. And it's the same if you clean up things. So if you clean up your act and start being healthy, starting with your mental health, spiritual health, whatever health that you need to work on. It may be physical. It may be mental. It may be spiritual. It may even be career-related health. Once you work on yourself, people take notice, and people notice little things that you don't know. So today's word is be health radiate health smile when you don't feel like it especially when you first get out of bed smile waking up to mindfulness following your breath with every thought and every breath we get is indeed a blessing just like one of my yoga masters said she said that and it stuck with me every breath is a blessing Thanks for listening to Happy Hamstrings. You can look forward to more episodes coming up soon because I have my February training this weekend. I'll go back in March, and then I'll go back the first weekend of April, and that will be the finals. We'll graduate then. I have a lot of studying to do. I have a lot more Sanskrit flashcards to read over, and that's my way of learning. I listen to the uh, workshops that I've got recorded, which that helps me. And then I make flashcards of the terminologies that I need to make sure I'm familiar with. And it also doesn't hurt to go to other people's classes where they're using the Sanskrit terms as well. I really appreciate you. If you have any questions, let me know. Please check out my website. There's multiple links. You can buy a spider (laughs) and support my um, continuing education. And you can listen to the podcast as it keeps progressing. There's also some links to other things on my website. There's a Patreon link. And there's so much more. You can even find out what kind of music I'm playing in class. Have a wonderful day wherever you're at. No matter what time you're listening. I hope you have the best day or night. Weekday, weekend. And be health. Find a wealth of health in your day in every way. And I'm really glad that you guys are a part of my life and namaste. Thank you so much.